Good morning. I'm so glad you could be with me today in our Unfolding the Word study. We're in the midst of a nine-day special emphasis leading to Easter, getting our thoughts, our hearts prepared as we rejoice in this central, most important day of the Christian year, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're now looking at some passages in the Gospel of Luke. We're in Luke 23, looking at that portion where Jesus is on his way to Golgotha uh, to be crucified. I'm going to pick up our reading today in verse in chapter 23 of the book of Luke, starting in verse 32. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he's really the Christ of God, the chosen one. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals who was hanged railed at him and said, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other one rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We indeed justly for we're receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, we've been looking at this journey from the condemnation to the cross. And I wanted to continue our study today by looking at these verses. And what I want to highlight for you in these verses are some of the mixed reactions to this whole tragic situation of this innocent man being sent to the cross. Last time, yesterday, we were looking at how many in the crowd were mourning for him. That's, I suppose, the first reaction. And yet it wasn't enough because God was not looking, Christ was not looking for empathy. He was looking for repentance and faith an acceptance of the message that he came to deliver. So let's look at some others now. The crowd mourning him, generally speaking. But let's look at some of the others. The Jewish leaders here were told, as they stood there as well, scoffed at Jesus as he was suffering. Literally, the Greek word scoffed here means to turn up your nose. And what it means is that you give visual and verbal expression to the fact that you're contempt, you have contempt for someone. You treat them with contempt. And so picture it now. Jesus is now at Golgotha. He has been nailed to the cross. He is crucified, now elevated and dying. And in the midst of the pain and the tragedy of all of that, the Jewish leaders act out before the crowd in their words and in their actions, the utter contempt they felt for Jesus. His suffering and death did nothing to diminish their contempt. They were that settled against what he said and what he taught. And they even tried to humiliate him further 
Remember, I read to you, they said, hey, he saved himself. He saved others, let him save himself. Notice if you're the Messiah, prove it by getting down, scoffing, treating with contempt, turning up the nose. The Roman soldiers, in a similar way, said that they were mocking him. Although the word is a different word in the Greek, translated mocked here, uh, it means to make fun of, joke at the expense of another. It's less contempt. I mean, the Jewish leaders were seething with contempt for Jesus. The Roman soldiers didn't even care that much about Jesus, but they were making fun of his circumstance, making jokes at the expense of his own suffering. They mocked his authority in the midst of that. Remember, they said, hey, if you're a king, save yourself from us, save yourself from Rome. And then the passage highlights the charge that was put over him. This is the king of the Jews. And so the Roman soldiers, while not with contempt toward Christ, certainly with mockery, certainly uh, happy to make a joke at the expense of the one now who was dying on the cross. So the crowd was mourning. Many, at least, in the crowd were. The Jewish leaders were scoffing and treating with contempt. The Roman soldiers were mocking, using the suffering as a base for jokes. Reminds me a certain amount of the humor in the contemporary era, sadly. One of the two criminals who was being crucified at the same time as Jesus, it says, railed against him. What, is that? what does the word railed mean? Well, that word in the Greek translates a Greek word, which means to swear and hurl insults. Can you imagine it? Here's the Lord Jesus suffering. Of course, the, the criminal was too, but the criminal's response to Jesus is to swear at him, to hurl insults at him, much like the contempt of the... Uh, of the Jewish leaders, but nonetheless a little different in nature with, with vulgar swearing and cursing going on. The first of these criminals reviled Christ instead of repented. You remember how Christ responds to the crowd, I don't want your mourning and empathy, I want your repentance? <laughs> Certainly the same thing would be said here. Listen, I want your repentance. It reminded me of a prophetic picture of the Great Tribulation period in which we're told that in that period as God's judgments fall on the earth, that people revile God instead of repent. And the word revile is the same word as used here, railed, which means they're swearing at God and, and uh, hurling insults at God, shaking their fist at God, something in the nature of the human condition. Well, ultimately, what was going on in the first of these criminals is he wanted saved from the cross his accountability. He did not want to be saved from sin. That accountability had no bearing in his mind at all. The other response that we see here at Golgotha, at the feet of Christ, is the other criminal. And it says here that he repented and believed. He saw himself accurately. 
He Remember his description? Listen, we've received the due reward of our deeds. What you see happening in this man at this suffering period of his life is that he came to his senses using the Luke 15 picture of the prodigal son finally coming to his senses and responding properly and coming back to the father. And so he turns to Christ and responds in that proper manner. He sees Jesus differently. He sees that Jesus was innocent. He sees that Jesus is not only innocent of sin in light of his own sin, but he also sees that he must be the Messiah because remember, he calls out to him to take him into his kingdom. What well, what kingdom was that? The Messianic kingdom? <laughs> the kingdom of which this one who was claiming to be king, the promised Messiah, he was resting in that promise. It was a kingdom that the Jewish leaders rejected that Jesus was the Messiah of, the king of. It was a kingdom that the Roman leaders mocked because they thought, hey, we're the one in charge. Look who's crucifying you. Didn't believe in it. The dying criminal, it was irrelevant to him. All he wanted to do was be saved from suffering. But this criminal, this suffering criminal, says, I see this kingdom as real. I don't see it as fantasy. Take me to that kingdom. Lots of different responses, isn't it? But the reality is everybody has a response to Christ. Some are mourning and having empathy for his suffering, but don't repent. Some scorn him and scoff like the Jewish leaders. Some simply mock and use Jesus as a means of a joke or that what he did is a joke. Some swear and curse at Christ and at God for the circumstance of their life, and some repent. Here's the point. It's never too late to come to your senses until it is too late and you've died, and no one knows the moment of their death. But if you haven't come to your senses, if you have not, like the criminal on the cross, repented and believed, it'll be too late when you've died. Too late forever. So, what better day than today to decide what your response would be to the gospel? I pray that it is to repent and believe and rest in the wonderful work that Jesus Christ has done for us. Well, join me tomorrow as we continue in these days of preparation, and we're going to look at some of the, some of the dimensions of his actual death on the cross for us. God bless.